It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very happy Friday morning to you. July 7th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for being with us. We were cutting it short this morning. I've not done that in a little while. Whew. Since I moved over to computers right here in the next room, that computer runs pretty quickly. Then remember the time where it was like, Brenda, you got a minute left and I'm still typing <laughs> and then I'm running to try to get everything started. Well, I was I was cutting it just a bit short today. You were. But, but we're all set. We made it. Thank goodness. I had one last thing to do and that's replace my chair. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, we know that's real important. You've got to be comfortable over the next I do. two hours, I got David. A, I've got a back that's a bit touchy. So if I don't have my chair, I just can't I can't work in these conditions. I know. As soon as Aaron comes in this morning, he's going to go grab that yeah, chair he, and switch it over to the one he, he likes. It's, it's a constant uh, rotation <laughs> of chairs in here. So, But I'm ready to go. Friday already. How about that? You know, it makes for a short week when you take the first couple of days off for the holiday. So three-day yep. week. Uh, for many people, so I lobby. Goes by I lobby for a three-day week. <laughs> I like that. What weren't we lobbying for a four-day work week yes, recently? I've changed it. I want a three-day. <laughs> go down to a three-day holiday. Yeah, let's do uh, it. Let's three-day. Think about that. So there are seven days in a week. Yes. Last time I counted. So you work three and you're off four. Huh? What do you <laughs> think? I don't know why no that's unreasonable that. no. to people. That sounds, that's, that's how it should be. That's how God intended it to <laughs> Is be. Is that how I he intended it? it. I think it. God only took one day off oh. during the week. Oh, that's right. Well, so. <laughs> compare I it that way. It. Yes. So uh, how are you today? You ready to go? I'm ready to go All today, right. but I had a full evening. We have uh, a, an event coming up. The grandbaby's on the way. There's a baby shower coming up. Have you ever done this, though? I had one very specific job that I had to do yesterday, which was to order some deli trays from Costco. So we went in there uh, and we had to get some items for... Uh, our friend D, mm-hmm. and it was super crowded in there. When we got into the parking lot, Scott's like, "This, it's jammed pack in yeah. here." So he goes, "I'm gonna drop you off. You go get the the drinks, and then we'll head out." So I went in there, got the drinks, and left. <laughs> and I didn't do the one main thing that I had to do, yeah. which is order the deli trays because I had to give them enough time to get them for Saturday. <laughs> so guess what I did after we did all the other errands and went home yeah. and got stuff started at the evening? I went back to Costco. Yeah. Ugh. Did what you needed to do. Yeah. I thought you were going to say you left and you left Scott there. Left you, him you there. You forgot him. He was my driver. Yeah. I oh, couldn't okay. leave him. He was my muscle too because there were some heavy bottles of water. Yeah. And so he, he stacks them. So you got the big baby shower coming up. Yeah. Hey. We're so excited. Be this fun. is the best thing. You know, when we told my mom that she was going to be a great grandma, that I was going to be grandma, she said to me, first thing, Brenda, and now you're going to know how I felt. Ah, she said, it's yes. the best in the world being a yeah. grandparent. Nice. Uh, you know? Oh, I do know. Yeah. That's what it is. Fantastic. So what's uh, what's on the uh, agenda? What's so, on the party agenda? Uh, the party agenda. So fortunately, it's going to be a beautiful day. 82 degrees is the high tomorrow. So this will be an outdoor soiree. Oh, very nice. We will have the drinks. We're going to have a sandwich buffet mm-hmm. with salads to go with it. So we'll have different types of bread different types of spreads, a few lovely summer type salads, of course, the fruit salad you can't go wrong with. And then I went to the Bundt Cake 
uh, bakery and mm-hmm. we have an array. Amanda's a lemon, my daughter who's pregnant, she likes lemon. Oh, uh, okay. The the what do they call the apple doesn't fall far? You I like, love it. Like lemon I too? love lemon yeah. meringue, lemon chiffon, whatever. And so it's a lemon cake, and then we have a little variety of little teeny tiny bunt cakes in different flavors. Oh, all right. So that's the evening. Can you bring me a bring, bring me a slice, would you? I'm gonna bring. Do you like lemon cake too? I do. Sure. <laughs> Who doesn't like lemon cake? <laughs> Who doesn't? So does uh, does the good deacon get to go to this, or no. is it he's just a, just an all no, gal thing? No, we are we are a traditional baby shower all is right. for the women only. Women only. Uh, he can put all the garbage away. Oh, that can that's, be his job. Yeah, that's nice. And then my son in law is in charge of putting everything together. Yeah. So they have their jobs. All right. We have our roles. God designed them to be a certain okay. way. I am not one to buck the system. So are you even going to let them in the house? So they have to leave? Oh, sh- they, they can, or they can stay? But. Pro- they could probably stay upstairs, but I have a feeling the men are going to leave. Yeah. That's just what they're going to do. They'll find some important movie that they have to go see, car show, yeah. whatever, something. It's the weekend, so it I'm sure the there's something going on. That's right. Well, it is the weekend. That is the weekend. So, well, have fun. That'll okay. be great. Yeah. I'll let you know how things go. Enjoy it. So what do you have coming up today? Oh, well, big news. The Vatican has announced the voting delegates for, delegates for the Synod on Synodality. One of the members, close ties to the Pacific Northwest. Oh, Okay. Who's on the list? And uh, Portland Fire and Rescue out with their numbers now on Fourth of July fires. Mm, not great. I think that yeah. the evidence is building. Yeah, I do too. Clark so we'll, County, same yeah. way. I have yeah. some numbers there. Okay, so we'll have that for you coming up. We got a great show ahead for you on this Friday morning. Here's John Finch and Rita West, Heart of a Mercy. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Calvary 
That is John Finch and Rita West Heart of Mercy. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Friday morning. Well, they're always busy up on the hilltop there in beautiful Mount Angel. They've got the Benedict Festival coming up this uh, Saturday, correct? Sold out? A sold out event. Wow, good for them. Hope that you is, got that your tickets. Awesome. Absolutely. And then in the several weeks, it's going to be the Bach Festival. Ah, Bach. We'll hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. No matter where your summer travels take you, Mater Dei Radio is always there. Our Hail Mary Media app is the perfect road trip companion. You're always a click away from a treasury of uplifting prayers, including live Liturgy of the Hours from the Benedictine monks at Mount Angel Abbey and a customized schedule of your own daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also features a stream of Mater Dei Radio's live broadcast and podcast of all our original shows and new programming not available on the radio. Plus, you can jump into all the exciting summertime activities on the interactive community calendar, the latest Catholic news, and much more. Join the thousands of listeners who are moving through the summer with the Hail Mary Media app. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or go to materdayradio.com for all the details. Wherever you go this summer, you're never far from the Hail Mary Media app and Materday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 7.13 at Mater Day Radio. Well, those coastal clouds have infiltrated the valley this they morning. They sure have. Yeah, look at that out there this morning. Going to see those morning clouds, then they'll burn off later today. Have a high of 84 degrees, much cooler than it has been. 88 yesterday, didn't get to 90, at least in the Portland area, and we will not today either. Then tonight, increasing clouds, low of 55, and then kind of the same tomorrow. Morning clouds becoming sunny with a high of 81. Currently, it is 59 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 61 degrees at St. Michael the Archangel Church, downtown Portland. Just as the grounds at Mount Angel Abbey are cleaned up from the Benedict Festival, the monks prepare to welcome lovers of beautiful classical music. The Abbey's Bach Festival is coming up, scheduled for July 26th to the 28th. Joining me this morning to invite you back to the hilltop is Father Teresio Caldwell from Mount Angel Abbey. Good morning, Father Teresio. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are things at Mount Angel Abbey this fine morning? Oh, thank you, Brenda. Things are going very well here uh, at the Abbey. Um, it's a, a typical, typical summer morning. There's always a lot of different things happening on the the hilltop, um, a lot of excitement with um, 
our our summer festivals and just our our being together and inviting guests uh, to the hilltop uh, to come and and pray and enjoy this beautiful space that we have uh, uh, to share together. Well, I have said this many times before on the air, and it's true today as ever. Any time spent and the hill type is blessed time. And boy, you cannot be more blessed if you were to come to the Bach Festival. Father Teresio, first, before we talk about the Bach Festival, tell us a little bit about how you came to live Mount Angel Abbey. Well, Brenda, it's it's kind of a long story, but um, I think what, what drew me uh, here to this special place was the, the monastic uh, community, and not just the monastic community, but but the uh, really the the role of of the chant and the prayer, um, praying every day uh, for such a uh, such a long time is um, is really something that um, I've just have always been been drawn to, and we're privileged here at the Abbey to. To be able to pray and chant the the divine office um, five times a day, um, we have mass every day, and and not just uh, not just the psalms, but we get to sing the music, and it's just a, a really wonderful experience. I had a nun growing up that said, you know, when you pray, you pray, but when you sing, you pray twice. How is singing and that chant bring forward the, uh, such a beautiful devotion, especially for the monks there at Mount Angel? Well, I think something that the singing does is it, um, it really brings to life uh, the text, um, these, these sacred texts that we, that we pray, and um, really the history goes back a long time. Um, I mean, people were praying, praying the Psalms, they were um, singing the, the canticles. Um, and I think this is done in a special way with, with singing. I think something about the, the, the voice, um, the music, whether it's a cappella or accompanied, really brings those texts to life uh, in a way that's, um, I think, even more special than, than simply praying. I mean, of course, uh, the Lord is, is praised when we when we do these in our hearts, in the silence of our hearts, or whether we uh, speak them with our voice, but um, I think really more importantly, as we uh, as we pray, and I think one of the things that singing does for us is it helps us remember the text. We can probably think back to when we're in, you know, as a young child singing, uh, learning like a like a nursery rhyme or something, um, or these little tunes that we learn maybe in grade school. Um, and those those kinds of things stay with us. And uh, how much more important really it is uh, when we when we um, when we sing and chant the sacred texts, uh, if we have those that sound and those prayers echoing through our our minds uh, in our hearts uh, throughout the day, um, I think is just a just a great experience for all of us. Father Teresio Caldwell is joining me today. We are talking about the impact on our spirituality that music plays when we sing our prayer. 
Ora et Labora. We've heard that before from the different monks there. That is prayer and a work. So when you're not together in prayer there at Mount Angel, what fills your working hours when you're at Mount Angel Abbey? Well, it's it's really different for, for each brother. Um, one of the things that I'm involved with um, is uh, playing uh, playing the organ, accompanying for the for the office, and we don't just show up and 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 play. We 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 have times for practice. We have times for um, singing. Um, times for preparing ahead of time. And so, uh, for myself as one of the the organists here, um, I spend I spend some time each day uh, practicing for the liturgy, uh, practicing processionals, recessionals, uh, other kinds of music that's going to um, uh, accompany the liturgy. Uh, I also work here in the seminary, uh, which is our one of our main apostolates uh, as a formation director. And uh, even during the summertime, it's um, things can be pretty busy just preparing for the next year. Um, there's a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes administrative work. But um, I'm blessed uh, during the during the school year to be able to work with the seminarians and, and be a part of their uh, formation as they as they journey to the to the priesthood. And I must say I'm I'm very humbled and and very blessed to work with these young men. And I learn so much each year uh, from the people that I work with, uh, even books they're reading, uh, different kinds of their spiritual life and. And I, I'm just really, um, I'm just really amazed at, um, uh, at um, the quality of these these young men that that come mm. to our seminary. Oh, and so they go from uh, all their dioceses after their graduations and God willing, their ordination and bless so many of us because of the work that you're all doing there at the Abbey. What a blessing to our Catholic faith. Father, so you play the organ for the Abbey there. Was that music, did you learn to play the piano growing up, or is that a skill that you've developed since joining uh, the monks there at Mount Angel Abbey? Well, music has, has been a, a big part of my life. Um, it started on the on the keyboard, uh, on, the, on the piano when I was pretty young, probably first or second grade. Um, we had a piano in our basement uh, growing up, and um, I think as soon as I could reach the uh, the keys, I was um, trying to play something. I didn't know what I was playing, but uh, anyway, I just, yeah, I took piano lessons um, all through school and, and just really, really enjoyed that, and, and then got to um, start playing uh, organ uh, a little bit during... Um, during grade school, um, I, I went to uh, St. Francis um, Catholic uh, grade school there in, in out in Roy, and um, we'd take turns playing for um, for, for benediction, uh, maybe an offertory piece, and um, and that was my first exposure to uh, to church music, um, and then I uh, started doing more more organ playing in in, in high school and. Uh, playing for for one of the earlier masses and um and so it was it was a nice uh segue coming into the monastery um having some keyboard experience and um and then just continuing to further you know learn new things um and be exposed to um some of the chant and uh and also some of the classical 
music, um, of course, that's that's played on an organ. Um, and so that was actually kind of a new thing for me. Uh, going from the piano, I always thought, oh, classical music on the piano was the main thing. But, um, you know, discovering uh, the other composers and the great, um, some of the great literature and works uh, for the organ, uh, including um, Bach and Buxtehude, um, and, and, and some of the contemporary, um, uh, composers as well. It's, it's, it's just been a great, um, a great learning opportunity. And I'm, I'm always hearing new pieces for the first time, whether it's something, uh, I hear a recording or someone makes a recommendation and it's like, oh yeah, that's a really neat piece. I wonder if, I wonder if there's an organ, um, uh, arrangement for that. And, and so it's just been, it's just been really great, um, for, for for myself and for um you know being able to share that music uh with others. Oh, it it is incredible. I have a new love of classical uh, especially the lit- sacred liturgical music. Of course here at Mater Day Radio Terry Ross is host of The Glory of the Mass who every weekend puts together a beautiful episode of beautiful renaissance classical music that is written for the sacred liturgy joining me today again it is father teresio caldwell from mount angel abbey we're talking at least supposed to be father about the bach festival it is coming up i want to talk and get all of the details about it but we've had such a wonderful conversation so far i am coming up against my break can you stay with me through the breaks so we can continue in the next half hour sure thing and it is 724 at Mater Day Radio. You mentioned Glory of the Mass, just one of the wonderful programs you can hear right here on Mater Day Radio. View from the Pew tonight, 730. All of these programs, of course, you can find on our program schedule. Just go to our website, click on Programs, Programming Schedule. You can print yourself out a copy as well. It is Mater Day Radio's program schedule on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hi, this is Tim Staples, Senior Apologist with Catholic Answers and an adult convert to the Catholic faith, inviting Mater Day radio listeners to join me for the 50th Annual Summer Institute in Catholic Teaching at Our Lady of Peace Retreat Center. As one of this year's speakers, I'm going to discuss some of the whys behind our Catholic faith, such as why be Catholic? How is man saved? I'll talk about Luther's most important question and what's all the fuss about Mary and more. I'll be there, and I hope you will too. Join Tim Staples, the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, Father Theodore Lang, and Bishop Peter Smith during this life-changing spiritual and educational retreat. July 10th through the 14th at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. For all the details and how to register, visit olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. 
They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 727 at Mater Day Radio. Portland Fire and Rescue release their 4th of July fire numbers. We'll have those for you next. The voting delegates for the Synod on Synodality have been chosen. One of the members, close tied to the Pacific Northwest. I'll have that story for you coming up in three minutes. Here is Marie Miller and Two to One. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It hasn't been so long since we were like a diamond sky. Constant we were strong.
Mary Miller and two to one. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Vatican published Friday the full list of participants who will take place in the upcoming Synod on Synodality Assembly in October. Nearly a third of the 364 voting delegates were chosen directly by Pope Francis. And for the first time, lay people will not only participate in the Synod of Bishops Assembly, they also will be full members with the ability to vote on a final document at the end of the process in October of 2024. Pope Francis chose 120 delegates, including Americans Cardinal Wilson Gregory of Washington, D.C., Cardinal Sean O'Malley of Boston, Cardinal Robert McElroy of San Diego, and Archbishop Paul Aitchen of Seattle. In addition to the American prelates chosen by Pope Francis, the U.S. Bishops' Conference has elected five members to attend the Synod Assembly, Cardinal Timothy Dolan, Bishop Daniel Flores of Brownsville, Texas, Bishop Robert Barron of Winona, Rochester, and Archbishop Timothy Broglio, President of the U.S. Bishops' Conference. During the nearly month-long Vatican Assembly, the delegates will discuss questions posed in the recently released Instrumentum Laboris. Well, the numbers are out now by Portland Fire and Rescue, and the department says it responded to more than three times as many fires in the city this 4th of July than last year. Officials suspect close to half of this year's Independence Day fires, at least 25 out of 55, started with fireworks, despite a permanent citywide fireworks ban that's been in place since spring of 2022. Now, despite the ban, fires reported during Portland's fireworks season, which runs from June 26th to July 6th, jumped to 227 reported fires. That's up from 138 fires during the same time last year. Portland City Council put the fireworks ban in place in 2022, citing a variety of reasons, including the dangers of fireworks. You may recall on July 4th, 2021, A fire at the Heidi Manor Apartments in Northeast Portland killed three people Hmm. after someone threw fireworks in a dumpster. And fireworks sparked six fires that caused nearly a million dollars in damage in unincorporated Clark County for the 4th of July holiday, according to fire investigators. Interim Clark County Fire Marshal Max Booth said the agency responded to one fire on Monday, four on Tuesday, two fires in early morning hours Wednesday. One of the fires early Wednesday destroyed the Kessler family home in Yakult. Ashley Kessler said she woke up to their fire alarm going off at about 1 a.m. and smelled smoke. The family made it out safe, but their five kittens and a mama cat died in the fire. Her husband was able to get their dog out safely, but she said he and their son had to be treated for a hospital uh, smoke inhalation. Fire agencies remained busy responding to calls throughout the night. Clark Regional Emergency Services Agency dispatchers took reports on 136 outside fires, including grass or brush fires and bark dust fires. Mm. They lost their home, she said in the full article on the Colombian. Everything. They lost everything. 
Did they, did they say how it started or how did they know? Uh, they don't know yet. They are yeah. still investigating that, but it was it was in the early mornings of July fifth, so they'll they'll let you know. In Salmon Creek, though, a woman did report that fireworks set a portion of her home on fire, a garage and part of the home, yeah. uh, when fireworks lit a vine next mm. to their home on fire and wow. caught the house. So. Yeah. How long are we going to let this happen? Mm-hmm. Is is an enjoyment of putting some fireworks in the air worth the loss of somebody's entire yeah, home? I know. Well, almost half of the tap water in the U.S. is contaminated with PFAs known as forever chemicals, according to a new study from the U.S. Geological Survey. Now, PFAs are a family of synthetic chemicals that linger in the environment and the human body. PFAs exposure is linked to problems like cancer, obesity, and liver damage, just to name a few. Now, most people in the United States have been exposed to some PFAs, and some may be at higher risk, such as industrial workers involved in making PFAs and people who live near those facilities. The highest concentrations of PFAs in drinking water were found in the Great Plains, the Great Lakes, eastern seaboard, and central southern California, the study said. Now, PFAs are found in hundreds of household items, from non-stick frying pans to food packaging. You and I have talked about this before, the movie Dark Waters. Yes. We, After seeing that, we both went out and bought new frying pans. New frying pans, ceramic without that spray on it. Yeah, exactly. And it's hard to find. Oh, yeah. It's not easy to find. Yeah, you got to read the labels when you buy them. Mm -hmm. And even when they look like they don't contain, like, oh, it's it's a ceramic one. Yeah, but it still has the coating on it, very thin layer. Right. Yep. Portland State University is launching a new major that the university says will reflect its growing Latino student body. It is Latino Chicano Studies. The university describes the major as the first of its kind in the Pacific Northwest. PSU has offered students a minor in Chicano and Latino Studies since 1994 when the university began its Chicano and Latino Studies program. Starting this fall, It will expand to a bachelor's program. The new degree explores histories, politics, experiences, and cultures of Chicano and Latino populations in the U.S. Dr. Christina Herrera became the program's director in 2021 and was finally able to get the program off the ground, building on the work of her nine predecessors. And in sports, can the Portland Trail Blazers repeat as champions? Can they? Of course, I'm not talking about the NBA champions, but the winner of the NBA Summer League that gets started today in Las Vegas. You may recall that the Blazers were the champions of the Summer That's League right. last year. So coaching the team will be Blazers assistant Jonah Hersku. Last year, Portland assistant Steve Hetzel coached the winning team. Blazers will play at least five games in a format that rewards the top four teams with playoff berths. Only two teams will then play a sixth game, which would be for the title, which Portland won last year. Portland fans will get their first look at rookie Scoot Henderson, who the Blazers recently selected third in the NBA draft. Portland opens today against the Houston Rockets at 4 p.m. Game will be televised on ESPN. San Furman is one of the most renowned festivals in Spain. It is celebrated annually in the city of Pamplona in Navarra from July 6th to the 14th. The festival is widely known for the running of the bulls. 
That's right. It's a tradition that draws thousands of locals and tourists alike. But to understand why San Fermin is celebrated with bulls running through the streets, it is essential to delve into the festival's history and the saint it's named after, the martyr Ferminius. Now, Ferminius was a third century Roman Christian born in Pamplona, the son of a Roman senatorial ranks. Ferminius and his whole family were converted to Christianity by St. Anestus, a disciple of the great St. Saturnius, the companion of the noted uh, St. Perpetua and St. Felicity. In fact, tradition claims they were all baptized by Saturnius himself at a spot now known as the small well of St. Saturnius in Pamplona. So the tradition claims that Ferminius was ordained a priest and returned to Pamplonus as its first bishop. He was martyred in France and in the year 303 during a missionary trip. His feast day? Today, oh. July 7th. But what does this all have to do with the running of the bulls? Well, Saturnius is to blame, they said. Legend says that he was arrested by local Roman authorities and condemned to death penalty because of his faith. He was tied to a bull by his feet where he met his death. In fact, it was not Furman who died that way. The people of Pamplona started celebrating San Furman anyway with bull races. Some others claim, though, that the running of the bull emerged as a way to honor the state as if imitating the courage and bravery he exemplified when faced with martyrdom. Mm. So that is happening now. They have multiple races. Yeah. uh, Running of the bulls during this week. So it's already begun. And they donned the classic white pants, white trousers and a red sash. That's right. Their center. And watch out because those bulls are coming. All right. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Saturday at 9 a.m. is weekly Catholic in Recovery meeting at St. Matthew's Parish in Hillsboro. Catholic in Recovery is now meeting there every Saturday. These are available to anyone dealing with any kind of addiction or unhealthy attachment. You can find all the details on our community calendar, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And we'll have more for you on the Mount Angel Bach Festival. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, Please visit us online at matradeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. 
and thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Monterey Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Monterey Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 7.42 at Mater Day Radio. Look at your weather for today. Morning clouds, then some gradual clearing later today. High of 84 degrees. Increasing clouds overnight tonight, low of 55. And then kind of the same tomorrow. Morning clouds becoming sunny later in the day. A little cooler yet, high of 81. Currently 59 degrees at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. And it is 57 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Eugene. I am continuing my conversation with Father Teresio Caldwell. He is joining me today from Mount Angel Abbey. Well, they barely just getting uh, through the Benedict Festival, and they are getting ready to welcome you back to the Bach Festival. It is coming up July 26th and 28th, and Father is joining me today to give us all of the details. Father, thank you so much for staying with us today. Well, you're welcome, Brenda. Yeah, the, the Bach Festival Coming up, um, this is going to be our uh, 52nd annual uh, Abbey Bach Festival, and I think it's just um, a great way to bring people here to the to the hilltop uh, to experience um, the art uh, and, and culture um, of, of the place, and and it's it's a very special it's a very special time for uh, for the monks. Uh, we look forward to this every year. Um, it's it's a lot of work to prepare everything here, but um, it's it's wonderful to be able to see it all come together and uh, have the performers here with us and just really feel that um, that warm vibe um, when the uh, when the audience is here and they're and they're ready to hear some good classical music. Oh, I we were just talking before we ended in our first half hour about how I'm beginning to learn and and re- really appreciate beautiful classical music with the help of host Terry Ross of the Glory of the Mass. This Bach Festival is coming up, and he's told me a little bit about this composer. For you, Father, what do you love about Bach and his music and compositions, and what are the, some of the things that maybe some of us who will be attending should maybe listen for during these concerts. Yeah, so, um, you know, while this is a, a Bach festival, um, we also extend, um, and it's most, mostly Bach, but we extend um, to our performers uh, if they can, you know, have other, we try not to limit them and say, okay, you can only do this, but to allow them that freedom of expression, you know, maybe they, they enjoy Bach, but uh, perhaps maybe a little Schumann or, um, you know, Brahms, uh, some of the other composers that fit into the classical, uh, works and, uh, in these, in these pieces. And, um, I'm just, I'm just really amazed at, um, how it all comes together and, uh, and how these, how these performers really, you know, take this music and, and bring it to life. Um, I've heard it said that, um, uh, someone is telling me that, uh, Bach never wrote a bad note. Um, you know, and it's, it's just, 
I mean, I think it's that's what that's why we have a Bach festival. Yes. It's just he's like one of the staple people that understood music. He had a passion for music. Um, he wrote a prolific amount of music. Um, and it's just amazing when you think of the genius um, that went into that. And so many composers um, have studied since Bach's time, have studied his work um, and has inspired them to take music into, you know, a new genre. We know that, you know, music of today, it has a little different sound than it, than it did at the time of Bach. But Bach, I think is always someone that we can go back to um, and study, you know, what, what makes good music and how do we understand that and how do we interpret that today and how can we, uh, how can we bring this uh, to life? So that's just a little bit on, on that a little bit of history of the uh, the classical music genre that we need to um, we need to hear this we need to hear it played music live you know we hear so many recordings you can go on YouTube or um, hear recordings of of music which is I think a great thing but there's nothing quite like the live performance between the musician performing and bringing those notes to life on a page through their instrument through the sound waves to the listener's ear and having that connection uh, with the audience. I think there's nothing quite like that. And each performance is going to be a little different. Each experience is going to uh, have a different effect on the people that hear that music. And there's, you know, if, if I might say there's, there's magic made in that, um, you know, I'm not a, not superstitious, no, but no, in course. a sense, it's like there's something that can, um, that can transport us, uh, into a new way, and seeing really that this is all in God's design. He, he, he gives people the talent to write music, to perform the music, and when we can share those gifts, um, we can bring people here to the hilltop who can perform in such uh, a profound and just a big way. Um, it's like there's, there's nothing better. Oh, no doubt. And inspiring indeed. Even just a quick Google search, you'll know pop songs from the Beatles, Paul Simon, even Eddie Van Halen, all inspired by this beautiful work of Bach. And you'll be able to listen more to it coming up July 26th to the 28th. Father, it is a packed three-day schedule. Tell our listeners about the different days and concerts and the special uh, musicians that are coming for the festival. Yeah, Brenda, we have uh, a, a varied um, a varied program. Um, I think each each day of the festival is is special uh, in its own way. Uh, it's all very different. Um, this so basically the structure for the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday performances it's going to be the same uh, format for each day, but different programs. So it'll start with. Um, People coming to to uh, to join the monks for vespers at 5:15 uh, each night, and then at six o'clock, from six to six thirty, we're going to have a mini performance, um, half hour, followed by dinner on on the lawn, and then there will be our main feature performance uh, at eight o'clock over in the Damien Center. So the same structure for each night, um, Wednesday. It's going to be an all Bach uh, performance uh, on the piano uh, by our artistic director, Alon Goldstein. It'll be the first time that um, since I've been in the monastery that I've heard a piano in the Abbey Church. So we're going to 
move uh, the piano from our, our library uh, and have that brought over to the church. And so we're going to have a performance over there, and I can't wait to uh, to hear the the, the piano uh, in that sound and just hear those wonderful acoustics. Uh, that evening on, on Wednesday, there's going to be a performance uh, by the Cavatina uh, duo, uh, Fantasies and Dances. Uh, it's going to be with uh, guitar and, and, and flute, and they're going to be doing works by, by various composers. Thursday, our church concert is, is going to be an all Bach concert by Philippe Quint uh, on violin, and um, I think he's going to do uh, a fine job, and he's also going to be performing uh, later on, on Friday as well. Thursday, our feature performance in the Damien Center uh, will be uh, chamber music. We're going to have a mezzo-soprano, uh, Solma Zadeli, uh, mezzo-soprano, um, and then we're going to have uh, Alon Goldstein on, on piano, uh, and, and then clarinet by uh, Igor Schachman. And so they're going to accompany our mezzo-soprano, and it's not very often that we have a singer uh, perform. And so that's going to be really, uh, really exciting for us. Friday, the mini performance in the church is going to be Sergei Kirilov on the organ. We're going to feature our Martin Ott pipe organ. And he's going to be doing um, a few works by uh, Bach and Bailman uh, later that evening for our main feature performance. Uh, we're going to um, hear some music. Um, we called it uh, uh, Charlie Chaplin's Smile. So we'll have piano uh, and violin, uh, uh, Yung Cho on piano and, and, and Philippe Quint on violin. And they're they're going to play from a variety uh, of composers. And I think what makes this concert really, uh, really special is it's going to be uh, a multimedia uh, presentation. So while the music is being played, we're going to have this big video screen uh, behind them, which is going to show some old video footage of uh, Charlie Chaplin, uh, some of his uh, video clips uh, from the films. And um, I think this is really going to highlight um, that that genre of music um, that that uh, is kind of untapped. I, th- I think it, mm-hmm. it's going to maybe bring new life to that. And this is something we haven't done before. So it, that's another special part of the of the performance here uh, on on Friday. So that's kind of the the basic run of the show. Wow. What again, when I said this is a packed schedule, boy, you really mean that you have pulled out all of the stops and it's really going to be a great few days. Hopefully someone listening today, many people, in fact, listening today are ready to join you all for that special event. Father Teresio, tell our listeners where they're going to find more information, that schedule that you just talked about, and how they're going to be able to get tickets to come. Yeah, so uh, listeners uh, can can uh, uh, go to our website online for tickets at mountangelabbey.org slash Bach, or they can call 503-845-3030. Um, and, um, that's, yeah, that's where tickets can be found or if they're on the hilltop and they, um, they pick up, a, a one of the brochures, they can see the, the layout and they can, um, they can see the, the information in, uh, in, in print as well about some of the specifics uh, of the tickets and so forth. 
going to be surely another wonderful event. 52 years of the Bach Festival there at Mount Angel Abbey. Father Teresio Caldwell joining us today. Father, I've just really had such a blessed time being with you today, talking all about this. Before we go, will you end us a prayer? Sure thing, Brenda. Heavenly Father, thank you for this uh, opportunity um, to uh, share to share the music, to share the word, um, the time to be together. Uh, thank you for all of your uh, many blessings uh, and graces that you give us uh, each day, um, the blessings and graces that uh, draw us closer to you uh, and your Son. Um, we ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And again, that is Father Teresio Caldwell. The Abbey Bach Festival again is coming up July 26th to the 28th. I will be sure to add a link to where you can get right to Mount Angel Abbey, get tickets for yourself. You are going to find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. Well, if you haven't done so yet, please download our free Hail Mary media app. It is loaded with information. It'll give you access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune in to live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio. You can sign up for customized prayer reminders and so much more. It is Mater Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. You can find out all the details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Day Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast and in return getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, tuition increases in store for Oregon colleges. We'll have the details in the news. And would you be interested in an AI toy? that can make up a bedtime story designed exactly to your child's interests. I have that story for you and things to watch out for right after Awaken the Saint. Hey guys, I'm Alina with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Have you ever been given a task that you thought was impossible? Did that task fail or succeed? 
Sometimes what might look like failure at first leads us to real success later down the road, maybe even much later down the road. A great example of this is St. Palladius. This priest gave up everything to follow his pope's command to leave Rome and convert the pagan island of Ireland in the mid-400s. Unfortunately, he wasn't nearly as effective as his successor, St. Patrick. Things definitely seemed impossible for St. Palladius there in Ireland. He was stationed in the city of Leinster, where the people had hard hearts towards Christianity, and despite Palladius's best efforts, along with a few other brave priests who accompanied him, the king of Leinster banned him and his comrades. But Palladius didn't let that stop his zeal for sharing the truth. He headed to North Britain and began setting up churches in Scotland. He spent the remainder of his years preaching to and serving the souls of Scotland with tireless passion. He is now known as the first apostle and bishop of Scotland, and many generations have him to thank for their salvation. It could have been so easy for Palladius to give in to discouragement after his reception in Ireland. He could have quit and gone home to Rome and lived out a prosperous life there. But he chose to press on to the next right thing. Clearly, God had other goals for Palladius to successfully achieve. If there is something in your life, now or in the past, that haunts you or makes you feel like a failure, maybe that wasn't actually the path God wanted for you. Imagine if St. Palladius had been stuck in the past, feeling sorry for his apparent defeat in Ireland. He wouldn't have been able to minister well to Scotland. In the same way, if we live in defeat of our past, we won't be as effective disciples in the present. As St. Teresa of Avila says, may you trust God that you are exactly where you're meant to be. What a sense of comfort to allow ourselves to be present in the here and now, to try our best where we're at, and to allow the grace of God to move us to the next day's mission. St. Palladius, Scotland's first apostle, ora pro nobis. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. In the same city where Father Michael McGivney once gathered a small group of parishioners in a church basement to establish a charitable order, what would become the Knights of Columbus, there is now a parish named in his honor. As of July 1st, the eight Catholic churches in New Haven, Connecticut, officially merged to form the Blessed Michael McGivney Parish. McGivney founded the Knights of Columbus in New Haven in 1882, and today the organization has about 1.6 million members worldwide. Speaking on the decision, Archbishop Leonard Blair of Hartford, who chose the parish name from among several options proposed by a committee of New Haven parishioners, highlighted McGivney's devotion to the faith and the inspiration he still provides so many. 
New Haven is one of the three biggest cities in Connecticut with a population of around 135,000 people, according to a 2021 census. Yet, as noted by New Haven Catholic, what was once a city home to over 70,000 Catholics in the 1930s, many of them immigrants, now has a Catholic population of about 10,000. Really? Yeah, that's quite a drop. So obviously eight parishes serving 10,000 Catholics is, uh, you know, they're spread out quite a bit. So this is going to be one very large parish. Well, students planning to attend one of Oregon's public universities for the first time this fall will see a boost in tuition, but none of the increases will top 5%, which would have required approval from the state's Higher Education Commission. So the University of Oregon is boosting its tuition by 4.1%, making its annual cost $15,666. Oregon State's tuition going up by 4.2%, its annual cost will be $13,806. Portland State University's tuition increase is 4% with an annual cost of $11,228. Now, some of the community colleges are also boosting their tuition anywhere from 2 to 5% with the annual cost running between Fifty-five to sixty-five hundred dollars annually. So you know, if you're going to go to college in one of the state colleges, uh, yeah, you can save a little money if you want to take credits at the community college before you go to a four-year institution. Exactly, and so many high schoolers now taking advantage of the Running Start programs where their junior and senior year, they can take their classes at the junior college at no charge, except I think for books. So yeah, you, you can find ways to save some money in higher education. Absolutely. Nicaraguan Bishop Rolando Alvarez Lagos has been sent back to prison Wednesday after negotiations between the Nicaraguan bishops and the government of dictator Daniel Ortega broke down, according to news sources. Alvarez was released on Monday, but returned to custody Wednesday, July 5th, after he refused to comply with Ortega regime demand that he go into exile. Following reports from Nicaraguan media and human rights activists that he was released from Modelo prison on Monday night, Alvarez, who is an outspoken critic of the communist Ortega dictatorship, has been returned to captivity. Since his Monday release, Alvarez has been sheltered at the headquarters of the Nicaraguan Bishops' Conference. The Vatican and the Bishops' Conference were in negotiations with Ortega government on Alvarez's behalf. Alvarez said he would not go into exile unless directed directly from Pope Francis himself. OceanGate said it is suspending all exploration and commercial operations after five people were killed, including the company's CEO, During its expedition to the Titanic wreckage last month, the Everett Washington-based company announced the development in a banner on its website. OceanGate, founded in 2009, offered tourists the opportunity to travel on submersibles into the ocean's depths for a close-up look at shipwrecks and underwater canyons. On June 18th, its Titan submersible went missing while on a deep-sea voyage to the Titanic. The remnants of the missing Ocean Gate submersible, including the tail cone, were found on the ocean floor about 1,600 feet from the bow of the wrecked Titanic on June 22nd by a remote-operated vehicle. 
OceanGate had conducted over 14 expeditions and more than 200 dives across the Pacific, Atlantic, and the Gulf of Mexico, according to the company's website. The seat on its submersible to see the Titanic wreckage cost $250,000 per passenger. In the not-so-distant future, you could walk in on a teddy bear reading a bedtime story to your child. And it wouldn't be just any story. It would be a saga tailored to everything the toy knows about your child, including likes, dislikes, even their secrets. In the 1980s and 90s, Teddy Ruxpin and Furbies were creepy, but they've got nothing on the fast-growing world of artificial intelligence-powered smart toys coming soon. Imagine a toy that learns everything about your child. Your kid can hold entire conversations with the toy and it will respond in complete sentences. And the more your child speaks to the toy, the more intelligent, in quotes they say, it becomes. Well, this is what VTech CEO and toy maker Alan Wong is betting the company's future on a line of AI teddy bears. He says the interactive plushies will offer parents an alternative to traditional bedtime story rituals. These AI-powered bears would use chat box-style technology to create customized tales. They can talk ta- talk a child down from a tenter- tantrum, entertain them, teach them lessons. Well, the concept is innovative, the same privacy concerns that plague adult smart devices apply to these new kitty gadgets. Whenever a toy has recording capabilities, the data is often collected, stored, and shared with third-party buyers. Hmm, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts on this one. Yeah, that's interesting. I do not. That's didn't they just make a horror movie about an AI doll that went rogue to protect its child? I possibly. Yeah, yeah, sounds like. Uh, I was gonna say it sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. I don't remember the one with the doll. Oh, okay. See, (laughs) now I'm scared for the rest of the day. I know. Well, we'll see where that goes. (laughs) Uh, in sports, University of Portland women's soccer team is just about a month away from getting their season underway. Pilots open with a home exhibition match against British Columbia on August 9th. Portland's overall schedule features matchup against three Pac-12 schools, several nationally ranked opponents, and an impressive conference schedule. The 18-game regular season schedule features eight matches at Merlot Field with other 10 contests on the road. Pilots play their first regular season home game on Thursday, August 24th against Washington State. Portland coming off its best season since 2013, finishing 12-5-4 and making it back to the NCAA tournament for the first time in nine years with an opening round win over Arizona State. So look at that. Soccer just getting close. All right. Well, when vacationers were trapped in a historic Washington state town after ferries were canceled due to weather condition, they feared you might have to sleep on the streets. That's when ferry terminal worker William Patterson invited all 10 of them to stay at his place for the night. It was in the early evening that 79-year-old Kip Goodwin and his wife from Hawaii had finished calling every hotel and Airbnb in the Olympic Peninsula port Townsend. 
They were all fully booked for the summer holiday season. Port Townsend is serviced by the United States' largest ferry network, but the Port Townsend to Cooperville route, which Goodwin and the others were hoping to take after a day trip to Port Townsend and Whidbey Island, was canceled. After winds picked up and ferries had to remain tied to their moorings. All three round trips were canceled. And like the Goodwins, most of the passengers were over 60 years of age. So Williams and his wife, Ariana, were just happy they could get the visitors out of the weather. At their home, there was space on the couch, an extra bed. But pretty quickly, people were on the floor borrowing blankets and their hosts had from their time welcoming foster children. Early the next morning, William went out to the cafe. He runs along with his work at the ferry terminal to make pastries and coffee for all of them. And that morning was crisp and clear, and at 7 o'clock, the ferries all set sail. So if you find yourself in Port Townsend sometime this summer, make a stop in at the Patterson's Organic Restaurant called Farms Reach Cafe. Nice. In Port Townsend. Young couple, too. Yeah. I got. I wonder if we went there. We spent uh, a, a weekend or a little longer in the weekend in Port Townsend. Stayed at a really cool place. Really? Right in downtown Port Townsend. Great town. It is a, it's yeah. real quaint and, yeah. and uh, it's again right there on the ferry. We've been to Port Townsend going across to yeah. uh, Victoria. And yeah, so it's an organic farm. It's a cool website yeah. too. It's called Farms Reach Cafe. All right, check it out. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And coming up Monday, all the way week long, is the 50th annual Summer Institute in Catholic Teaching. Be still and know that I am God, happening at Our Lady of Peace Retreat. The Institute offers this one-week educational retreat for anyone who desires to grow in their faith and increase their knowledge of the Catholic Church tradition. Tim Staples going to be on hand to cover some of those courses. Remember, you can find details on these and other events on the community calendar, MatsuDayRadio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. We're going to tell you about an important food drive down in Lane County. We'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. 
Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. For more than 33 years, Mater Dei Radio has been sowing the seeds of faith. Your legacy of support continues to bring souls back to Christ, just like Michael Boultry. It's really miraculous. I'd come out of confession, and it was the first time I had met the priest. And I turned on my car, and of course, Mater Dei Radio's on. It was the priest that I had just encountered. It's like, whoa, thanks, Holy Spirit. But then the same thing happened again, where I had just met this priest. But then it happened again, and it was three separate occasions and three separate priests. God's providence was so clear to me, and I'm getting chills just talking about it. He was making it so clear and so obvious that, yes, this is the path. You guys are planting seeds that are bearing fruit now and down the line. Michael Boultry is just one of many souls the Holy Spirit has reached through Mater Dei Radio. Help us continue to sow the seeds of faith. Hear more of Michael's amazing story and ensure your legacy of giving at MaterDayRadio.com. It is 814 here at Mater Day Radio. A layer of clouds moved in overnight. Those are going to burn off by this afternoon, and it will keep temperatures a little lower today. Sunshine this afternoon, going to get a highs to about 85 degrees. Overnight, we're cooling down to 58 degrees. Then looks like we have a perfect weekend ahead. 81 Saturday, 83 Sunday. Temps to the mid-80s all the way through next week. Oh, sounds very nice. It is currently 72 degrees at St. Edward's Church in Kaiser. And 59 degrees at St. Philip's Catholic Church up in Woodland, Washington. Well, we just celebrated Independence Day, and Catholic Community Services of Lane County has another independence that they want you to know about, and that is their Independence from Hunger Food Drive. To fill us in is Dylan Nichols. He is the Communications Coordinator for Catholic Community Services of Lane County, and he joins us this morning. Hey, thanks for being with us, Dylan. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Did you have a nice fourth? Yeah, it was great. Just a little barbecue with friends. Kept it pretty low-key, but that's how we like to do it. That's nice. So uh, Joey Chestnut ate 62 hot dogs on the 4th of July in the uh, championship. Did you get anywhere close to that? I put some numbers up, but <laughs> probably probably closer to a half dozen or so. Well, just enough to be embarrassing. That's good, though. That that sounds great. You know, last time we spoke with you, you guys were a hosting or one of the hosts for the World Refugee Day that you had down in Eugene. How did that go? That was fantastic. It was at First United Methodist Church on June 20th, and man, I told you, we our reservations were going crazy, and we were worried we would be at capacity or over capacity, and we ended up having somewhere around 250-plus people come out for that, wow. and the Afghan community that we were spotlighting for that event, uh, they brought food, they were dancing, there was music from traditional instruments, there was traditional dress. It was such a cool cross-cultural exchange, so I think everyone in Eugene really got a lot out of it. Uh, that's wonderful. That is great to hear. And now, as I mentioned, you have another event going on. This is a all month long. This is the Independence from Hunger Food Drive. Tell us a little bit about this. 
Yeah, well, it's an annual food drive. We do it every year, and we partner with the Springfield Grocery Outlet to help stock our Springfield Food Pantry here at CCS. Uh, And so what Grocery Outlet does is they offer a five-for-five deal at their grocery store. So anybody who comes up to the register after they're done shopping to pay for their purchase, if they donate $5 at the register, they get $5 off their next purchase of $25 or more. So if you're a regular shopper, you're essentially able to donate to our Springfield Food Pantry for free. Uh, And that's great because we really need it. Demand has absolutely skyrocketed in the area. Uh, As you know, inflation across the nation is rising. Food prices rose by something like 10% in 2022 alone. Uh, But we also in the community here uh, had the recent closure of the St. Vincent de Paul Atkinson Food Room in December of 2022. And after that, I'm told by our staff at the food pantry that demand for food boxes here has just skyrocketed. We distributed uh, somewhere around 7,800 food boxes in the last fiscal year. And in fiscal year 2022-2023, we've distributed over 13,000. Wow. doubling. Yeah, I was going to say that's almost double in numbers. Uh, Any idea why the increase, anything behind that? I, I really think it's inflation is a factor. So people are feeling that pressure when they go up to shop for groceries and they need that little extra help at the end of the week. Uh, but I also think it was the closing of that food room in Eugene. Uh, that, that was a huge source of food for people. And uh, of course, they closed to try to better cater their services to the community, deal more with homelessness. So they're still doing great work at St. Vincent de Paul. But as a result, a lot more people who are used to getting food there are now coming to the Springfield grocery, or sorry, Springfield Service Center here. Sure, absolutely. Again, we're talking with Dylan Nichols. He's the Communications Coordinator for Catholic Community Services of Lane County, and they're having their Independence from Hunger food drive that's going on throughout the month of July. So you're also looking for food donations as well. I know you've got some locations where people can donate. Yeah, if you have non-perishable food items, there's a bunch of places that are participating right now. We're hoping to make this list bigger, so stay tuned on our website at ccslc.org slash IFH. Uh, but for now, we've got three different churches, uh, St. Alice Catholic Church, St. Mary Catholic Church, and Camp Creek Church. There's also a food bin at the grocery outlet, so if you are making a food purchase and there's something in your card, you're like, well, maybe I don't want this after all, you can drop it right in that bucket and it'll go straight to our food pantry. Uh, And of course, we're also at our Springfield Service Center and at our Eugene Service Center, we're always accepting donations, so anybody who feels like coming by with some extra food that they have around their house that they just don't have a use for. It's always needed. We're looking in particular for a lot of high-protein items, canned meats, canned tuna, things like that, jars of peanut butter, uh, just whatever you can provide, though. It's always welcome. And do you have the donation site just at one location? I know there's a couple of donate or a couple of locations for Catholic Community Services of Lane County. Yeah, well, if you want to donate online, and if that's simpler, uh, you can just donate via ccslc.org slash IFH. That's our Independence from Hunger page. And so what you'll go ahead and do is you'll just scroll down. There'll be a big donate button there. It'll take you directly to our special giving page for this Independence from Hunger drive, so you know your money's going toward the drive specifically. Nice. And then what your locations, give us the addresses of your locations if you have them there. Yeah, we have our Springfield location is our main location, and of course this is to help our Springfield Service Center, so that's really the best place to drop off your donations. 
Uh, and so if you want to come by, we're on G Street here, 1025 G Street in Springfield, right across the street from that elementary school. Uh, we're the little green building, so we're pretty hard to miss right there on the corner. Excellent. And again, the food drive going on all month. All month long, the whole month of July. So stay tuned and it, really watch Grocery Outlet's Facebook page too because they're auctioning off some items they got for free from vendors and all the proceeds from those auctions will go towards Independence from Hunger. Someone run a really nice Hot Valley Brewing Company cooler this week and I think they're going to have more cool stuff. So that's a really fun way to donate as well. Oh, wonderful. Well, yeah, check that out. And again, support this wonderful event to help folks in need of food this summer. Dylan Nichols, Communications Coordinator, Catholic Community Services of Lane County, Independence from Hunger Food Drive. Again, your website address for more info? ccslc.org slash IFH. Excellent. Dylan, great to talk with you. We'll stay in touch, and, and great luck with the food drive this month. Thanks so much, David. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Thank you. It is 821 here at Mater Day Radio. The weekend is here, and hopefully you have a busy schedule. Maybe you're looking for something extra to do. Go no further than the community calendar here at Mater Day Radio. I believe starting today, there are things on that calendar, multiple options for Saturday, Sunday, all the way into next week. There's something to do in our Catholic community. You know, I was going to mention, too, we'll have information about the uh, food drive we're just talking about on the community calendar as well. So if you want to link that way to the event, you can do that. I think that's perfect. And what Dylan said, to be able to go online if you're not able to actually take the items to them to purchase a a gift card or or donate that way, and they can do the shopping for you. They've thought of everything. Mm -hmm. They're so creative. Mm -hmm. So all those details can be found on the community calendar under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com. You're going to access it also on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hi, my name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland, and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. 
Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering, and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Stella Spinakos feared for her son Nicholas's future. Because he had autism, she worried there weren't many opportunities for him as he was heading into adulthood. This fear led to action, and Stella founded the Nicholas Center. It offers services to teach social and vocational skills to people with autism. And it also provides them with employment and essential job training skills through three businesses that Stella co-founded. She told Forbes her son and his classmates inspired her team to create opportunities that wouldn't have normally existed. Her business model has helped other industries employ people with autism. She said, my greatest mission in life is making sure my son is safe and can live a life that is fruitful and productive. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matra Day Radio. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Modern Day Radio. And fire numbers rise in Portland on the 4th. We'll have the details in the news. The voting delegates for the Senate on Synodality have been chosen. One of the members, close ties to the Pacific Northwest. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Unspoken. You've always been. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. I've had good days, I've had bad days, tasted victory and defeat. I've had problems, biggest planets, turned to pebbles when you speak. I've had nothing to my name, never lacked for anything. Cause you were there with me You've been my savior, sustainer When I'm at my end My healer, redeemer Again and again My mother and my father Brother, sister and friend Everything I've needed, Lord bears my blame when in pride i think i'm worthy you point out the price you pay when i wander far away you keep calling out my name you don't give up
That is Unspoken and You've Always Been. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Vatican published Friday the full list of participants who will take part in the upcoming Synod on Synodality Assembly in October. Nearly a third of the 364 voting delegates were chosen directly by Pope Francis. For the first time, lay people will not only participate in the Synod of Bishops Assembly, they also will be full members with the ability to vote on a final document at the end of the process in October of 2024. Pope Francis chose 120 delegates, including Americans Wilton Cardinal Wilton Gregory of Washington, D.C., Cardinal Sean O'Malley of Boston, Cardinal Robert McElroy of San Diego, and Archbishop Paul Achen of Seattle. In addition to the American prelates chosen by Pope Francis, the U.S. Bishops Conference has elected five members to attend the Synod on Synodality. They include Cardinal Timothy Dolan, Bishop Daniel Flores, Bishop Robert Barron, and... Archbishop Timothy Broglio, president of the U.S. Bishops Conference. During the nearly month-long Vatican Assembly, the delegates will discuss questions proposed in the recently released Instrumentum Laboris. Well, the numbers are now out by Portland Fire and Rescue, and the department says it responded to more than three times as many fires in the city this 4th of July than last year. Officials suspect close to half of this year's Independence Day fires, at least 25 out of 55, started with fireworks despite a permanent citywide fireworks ban that's been in place since spring of 2022. Now, despite the ban, fires reported during Portland's fireworks season, which runs from June 26th to July 6th, jumped to 227 reported fires. That's up from 138 fires during the same time last year. Portland City Council put the fireworks ban in place in 2022, citing a variety of reasons, including the dangers of fireworks. On July 4th, 2021, a fire at the Heidi Manor Apartments in Northeast Portland killed three people after someone threw fireworks in a dumpster. And fireworks sparked six fires that caused nearly a million dollars in damage in unincorporated Clark County for the 4th of July holiday, according to fire investigators. Interim Clark County Fire Marshal Max Booth said the agency responded to one fire Friday, four on Tuesday, and two fires in early morning hours Wednesday. And one of the fires early Wednesday destroyed the Kessler family house in Yakult. Ashley Kessler said she woke up to their fire alarm going off at about 1 a.m. She smelled smoke. The family made it out safe, but their five kittens and mama cat died in the fire, she said. Her husband was able to get their dog out safely, but she said he and their son had to be treated at a hospital for smoke inhalation. Fire agencies remain busy responding to calls throughout the night. Clark Regional Emergency Service Agency dispatchers took reports on 136 outside fires, including grass or brush fires and bark dust fires. Well, almost half of the tap water in the U.S. is contaminated with PFAs, known as forever chemicals, according to a new study from the U.S. Geological Survey. 
Now, PFAs are a family of synthetic chemicals that linger in the environment and the human body. PFAs exposure is linked to problems like cancer, obesity, liver damage, just to name a few. Now, most people in the United States have been exposed to some PFAs, and some may be at higher risk, such as industrial workers involved in making PFAs and people who live near those facilities. Now, the highest concentration of PFAs in drinking water were found in the Great Plains, the Great Lakes, the Eastern Seaboard, and Central Southern California, the study says. PFAs are found in hundreds of household items, from nonstick frying pans to food packaging. And Portland State University is launching a new major that the university says will reflect its growing Latino student body, Latino Chicano Studies. The university describes the major as the first of its kind in the Pacific Northwest. PSU has offered students a minor in Chicano and Latino Studies since 1994 when the university began its Chicano and Latino Studies program. Starting this fall, it will expand to a bachelor's program. The new degree explores the histories, politics, experiences, and cultures of Chicano and Latino populations in the U.S. Dr. Christina Herrera became the program's director in 2021 and was finally able to get the program off the ground, building on the work of her nine predecessors. And in sports, can the Portland Trailblazers repeat as champions? Of course, I'm not talking about the NBA champions, but... The winner of the NBA Summer League that gets started today in Las Vegas. You may recall that the Blazers were the champions of the Summer League last year. Coaching the team will be Blazers assistant Jonah Herskew. Last year, Portland assistant Steve Hetzel coached the winning team. Blazers will play at least five games in a format that rewards the top four teams with playoff berths. Then only two teams will play a sixth game, which would be for the title. Now, Portland fans will get their first look at rookie Scoot Henderson, who the Blazers recently selected third in the NBA draft. Portland opens today against the Houston Rockets. That's at 4 p.m. The game will be televised on ESPN. San Fermin is one of the most renowned festivals in Spain. It is celebrated annually in the city of Pamplona in Navarra from July 6th to July 14th. The festival is widely known for the running of the bulls, an adrenaline-charged and sometimes dangerous tradition that draws thousands of locals and tourists alike. But to understand why San Fermin is celebrated with bulls running through the streets, it is essential to delve into the festival's history and that of the saint it is named after, the martyr Ferminius. Ferminius was a 3rd century Roman Christian born in Pamplona, the son of a Roman senatorial rank. Ferminius' father and his whole family were converted to Christianity by St. Anestus, a disciple of the great St. Saturnius, excuse me, a companion of the noted saints Perpetua and Felicity. Fact tradition claims they were all baptized by Saturnius himself at a spot now known as the Small Well of St. Saturnius in Pamplona. So he was a kind of an important person in the life, right? So tradition claims that Ferminius was ordained a priest and returned to Pamplona as its first bishop, martyred in France in the year 303. His feast day is today. 
But what does all this have to do, again, with the bulls running loose? Yeah. Somehow, Saturnius is to blame. They say the legend is that he was arrested by local Roman authorities and condemned to death because of his faith. He was tied to a bull by his feet where he met his death. In spite of the fact that it was not Furman who died that way, the people of Pamplona started selling St. Furman with the bull races. Some others claim that the running of the bulls emerged as a way to honor the saint as if imitating the courage and bravery he exemplified when faced with martyrdom. Hmm. So uh-huh. there you go. It's yeah, kind of a long roundabout, yeah. but still all happening in that city. Uh, today's is feast day. I believe they started running those bulls yesterday so you've got a chance just get over there That's pop right. over to spain this weekend ever yeah yeah right on over there every time i think of running the bulls i think of a excellent ernest hemingway novel bonus points if you can name the novel where it was set during the running of the bulls oh let's see here uh barcelona no <laughs> that's not it <laughs> The Sun Also Rises. Oh, The yeah. Sun Also Rises. And a pretty good movie, oh, too. Tyrone yeah. Power, I think, uh, Errol Flynn, one of his last roles. Ava Gardner, good movie. Goes goes back away. A little ways. A I little would have ways, never yeah. guessed that. Yes. So no bonus points for me today. The Sun Also Rises. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Next Tuesday at 7 o'clock, Young Catholic Professionals Virtue Panel on Humility is happening at St. John the Baptist Parish Center in Milwaukee. Young adults in their 20s and 30s are invited to YCP's Portland Executive Panel Discussion on the Virtue of Humility. There will include a reception with drinks and appetizers, they say, to elevated business casual attire if you are to attend. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Who's going to be talking about their humility at that event? Uh, Father Peter Julie, I believe, is on the panel. I think someone else is, too. I'm going to be there, too. You're going to be there as well. I've already picked out my... uh, Elevated business attire. Yes, that's very nice. A radio host. <laughs> yes. And humility. And humility. Not exactly the word that you would associate. Well, I'm going to have to see the transcripts <laughs> of that when it's all said and done. That's for Sounds sure. Sounds good. So it is July, of course. And what should we be doing in the garden this month? We're going to talk about that coming up with the second cup right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hi, this is Kevin Minetti, Director of the Encounter School of Ministry Portland Campus for Adults. We teach, equip, and activate disciples to demonstrate the love of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. At a recent encounter event, an eight-year-old born without a thyroid was brought for prayer. Afterwards, they go to the doctor and confirm she now has a functioning thyroid. This is the normal life of an encounter student. Jesus longs for us to demonstrate that he's still alive, still doing miracles, and he wants to equip us not just to tell it, but to show the world the power of his love. So I want to invite you to get equipped at the Summer Intensive. 
It's a two-day event sampling the first year of the Encounter School. It's on July 21st and 22nd at Ascension Church in Southeast Portland, joined by guests Father Patrick Ganyu and Dr. Carrie McMahon. Topics are identity and transformation, hearing God's voice, physical healing, and inner healing and freedom. Prepare to see your faith transform. Register at EncounterSchool.org Portland. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is looking for a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, psychologist, or licensed clinical social worker who is passionate about their mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to info at holyfamilyclinic.com. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 8.43 at Mater Day Radio, taking a look at your forecast. Morning clouds, a little cooler today. We'll see gradual clearing throughout the afternoon, a high of 84 degrees. More clouds overnight tonight, low of 55. And then morning clouds for Saturday, becoming sunny, high of 81. Sunday looks like maybe fewer morning clouds, a little warmer, high of 83. Currently, it is 60 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 57 degrees at St. Edward's Church in North Plains. The morning blend's not over yet. There's time for a second cup with David and Brenda. So perhaps you got a jump start last week on the 4th of July holiday, and you were so busy getting out on vacation or camping that you didn't get all those outdoor chores Mm -hmm. that need to be done for the month of July. So no worries. David, you and I are here to let everybody know what they got to get done in the garden this month. I did do some yard work yesterday. Did you? I I mowed the yard, and uh, I've noticed now that it's not growing quite as fast. It's kind of slowed down as we get a little bit later into the summer. The grass tends to go dormant, and I don't do a lot of watering, so I don't, you know, keep it really green and growing. I mean, I, I... Give it a little water, but uh, it just, it slows down. You don't have to mow as much now as you head into the uh, later months or later summer anyway. So I really like the green lawn. Yeah. So we water a little bit more often. The other problem that we have that drives me crazy too is we get little rabbits Oh, yeah. In our yard, and they do their business mm-hmm. in the grass, yeah. and then the dogs come along and they try to cover it up by doing their business. And so <laughs> we get these brown spots yeah. that need to be taken care of this time of year. So we have little bunnies running around as well. Cute little bunnies little, doing cute their little thing. bunnies. We have one little guy that uh, just kind of hangs out. He's got his one little location that he that he sits at, and I kind of startle him. I, I'm I'm almost. You know, like I don't want to be too loud around him. I don't right, want to. Sorry, yeah. I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> yeah, well, he's you do. He's just having a little snack yeah. there of your sweet peas. He, you know what he's eating? He likes uh, the clover. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he can have the all the clover yeah. in our yard. He wants. Yeah. 
We have these little tiny, I, I don't know if they're in the clover family, but they're called buttercups and they mm-hmm. make a little tiny yellow flower. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. And we have an archway. We I love it, except it does get mowed every mm-hmm. time Christian's out there working on the yard. It makes a half circle in front of our outdoor Mary garden. Interesting. We've got a little statue yeah. of Mary on a pedestal and for whatever reason, yeah. the little buttercups grow right in front of Mary. Oh, and then I say, Very get nice. out there and mow that lawn <laughs> and it. away go the buttercups. Yes. I've had a touch and go growing season though this year. I've already had to replant my hanging baskets. Mm-hmm. I have discovered that I, this year and for several years previous, I've been planting sun loving plants in my shade covered hanging baskets. Ooh. So they weren't doing well. And yeah. in fact, this year they just like grew one little strand of flowers out and that was it. And yeah. then those were just kind of bad. So I already had to replant them. And the other thing I noticed is that I would go out and water them and the water would kind of run through. Well, when I went through to replace the, the plants, mm-hmm. I realized that there was a large area that was dry. Like somehow water finds when oh, soil right. gets dry, it finds just the quickest channel through mm-hmm. and it's not getting all of the soil. Gotcha. So I replanted shade loving plants and I've been diligent about making making sure the water keeps all of the soil moist. So that might for you. Yeah. We'll see if this happens. (laughs) This ongoing trial. I can't understand how all those cities put those hanging petunias up and they just make this huge ball of flowers. Yeah. I was mentioning that the other day and they stay that way all summer long. My my hanging basket with petunias, they get stringy after a Uh while. And now I'll, I'll have to, Probably within the next couple of weeks, prune them and have, and have them regrow okay. again because they'll go through a second season of growing then, which is okay. But yeah, I don't know how they keep them that perfect. Okay. So they there are some important things though that we do need to remember to get ready for while it feels like we are right in full swing of what everything is growing. Yeah. You may have some bulbs, some spring bulbs that the tops have died out like... Uh, like your early blooming uh, tulips, those types of things, those bulbs can come up Mm. and you can store those for the winter now and then replant them uh, if you want to do that. Pest control. Yeah. Everything's growing right now and the bugs are loving it. So you should kind of be ready for that. Watch for blight Mm -hmm. on tomatoes, which I think is like a white kind of growth that shows up on the leaves. Do you have any tomatoes? Don't have any tomatoes growing. I didn't plant any this year. Sometimes I just like to get the little grape tomatoes because Mm -hmm. uh, my daughter and Scott, they'll just pick them and eat them like berries. Speaking of berries, how are your raspberries? My raspberries are awesome. They're we're picking them every day now. Are you? They're, they're really coming on. We've got my my raspberries are looking good. I have one variety that is a golden raspberries. Mm-hmm. It's not red. It's yellow. Yeah, they're t- real small, but they have a great raspberry flavor. Oh, interesting! It's just like yeah. really tastes like flavor. Uh, if you have blueberries. You might want to cover those right now with a netting because those blueberries are coming into season. Those robins, oh, yeah. love them. Yeah. In fact, they love them so much, they pick just about every blueberry off my tree in the oh, front yard. No. They, you know, it's kind of known. Yeah. They've been doing this for a few years now. So I have another blueberry in the backyard. So hopefully we'll let the robins have one and eventually we'll have another ourselves. You ever see people in their gardens, they have like the mylar tape? 
that, yeah. that blow ribbons that blow around try to dissuade the birds from coming onto the uh, plants. I wonder if that helps. I think it does. Yeah, I think there's an element that 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 does work. Okay. Uh, let's see here. And then they also say for like your leafy vegetables, you can just go in and start removing caterpillars by hand. I don't like to spray yeah. on the vegetables that yeah, we're going to eat. Any. And in fact, like the raspberries, we just pluck them and eat them. We barely get them into the house because yeah. we just typically stand out there and eat them. So, uh, yeah, there's a few things that need to happen. So with the raspberries, what we end up doing, because they come on so fast that, particularly in the warm weather like this, we end up freezing them, and they freeze very well because I love to put them in smoothies. The blueberries the, or the raspberries? Uh, the raspberries. The raspberries, the raspberries and smoothies. Yeah, the love the raspberries and smoothies. Oh. A little less sugar content than uh, some of the other sweeter berries. I love blueberries in, in smoothies as well, but the raspberries are really good too. So our son has a summer job this year working at a blueberry farm in uh, Hawkinson, mm-hmm. and he's been after us to come out and do a little, it's a U-Pick farm, so yeah. he says, I'll point you in the right direction. I told you this, my trick before on freezing i'm sure it would work for raspberries too but if you're going to freeze blueberries for smoothies yeah uh clean them up get them dry and then lay them out on a cookie sheet Mm. and then put the cookie sheet in the freezer oh and then that way they freeze individually so you don't have clumps so you don't have clumps of blueberries stuck together you can just drop just a few nice little handful yeah that's a great idea. Another great thing to do with those blueberries, too. Even if they're frozen, you can make waffles or pancakes. Just drop a few in the batter. Just frozen mm-hmm. and finish cooking them. There you go. That sounds very, very tasty. tasty to me. And we talked a little bit about this yesterday, too. I think you had the story about the uh, number of farmers markets that are out there. So if you have an opportunity, certainly frequent your local farmers markets. You're helping out the local farmers, the local economy. You're keeping things uh here in the area so it's really a great opportunity this time of year because the farmers markets are just loaded with mm-hmm. with produce you know from now until the fall you cannot beat a an organic vine ripened red tomato yeah. and they are a plethora of them at mm-hmm. the farmers markets right now so yeah. it's a good thing to do absolutely enjoy your weekend and we hope you enjoy today's second cup Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my Mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Day Radio. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. And it is 855 and Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast as we head into the weekend. I was looking at the satellite. Yes. Pretty thick clouds all the way through the Willamette Valley this morning. So it'll be interesting to see how long it takes them to burn off today. So it is going to be cooler. We will see sunshine later. High of 84 degrees. Increasing clouds again tonight. Low of 55. And then Saturday becoming sunny. High of 81. Sunday sunny, 83. And all the next week looks just pretty nice. Uh, mostly sunny skies. High in the low to mid 80s. It is currently 61 degrees in the Rose City. And here is Josh Bixley, Be Lifted High. Your voice is over the water. Your voice is over the sea. Your voice is mighty and power and wisdom and love and charity. The heavens thunder your glory. The heavens testify The heavens shine in the darkness For all of the nations of holy light You will be exalted You will be lifted high You will be our Savior forever and ever Our God be glorified
is Josh Blakesley and Be Lifted High. It's 859 at Mater Day Radio. That is going to wrap it up for the Morning Blend this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to all of our guests who tuned in or who joined us on the show and to all of you wonderful listeners who tuned in all week long, although it was a short week. We enjoyed it. It was a short week, but boy, we managed to pack a week's worth of fun into three short days. (laughs) That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. Please tune in Monday. We're going to have a special guest host for the week. Don't want to miss finding out who that is. We hope you have a very blessed weekend.